today during Rated RPG. Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and bards, <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Ahoy! Let's do this. Yeah, I All think right. we're about ready. I think we're ready. So, quick recap of the important stuff that happened last time. You guys cleared out this High Hall Cathedral of all the devils and demons that were plaguing it. You rescued a druid who seems to have been convinced that he his connection to nature and uh, therefore his druidic magic is has been severed. And he is at the verge of losing his spellcasting powers. But he had been sort of like huddled up amongst a bunch of corpses, like playing dead when you guys stumble across him. He's still up on the sort of mid-level of the High Hall Cathedral, but he told you that all of the normal folks who were here have taken refuge deep inside the catacombs. And so after you cleared out the cathedral, you went down into the catacombs and you spent a little bit of time kind of searching the area. Doesn't appear to be much going on down here. You did find the resting place of a famous hero of Torm. It was said that she was possibly possessed by the spirit of Torm and single-handedly destroyed a demon that uh, was plaguing her countryside using nothing other than a non-magical regular old greatsword. And she has been interred here in the catacombs. And uh, Koslo, once you saw that, you recognized it for the sort of religious value that it had. And uh, you were convinced that it would have some sort of power. You're not entirely sure what but it has some sort of value or power, spiritually speaking. But you guys were unable to kind of figure out how to harness that power, so you moved on. And you stumbled across some upright sort of coffins. Uh, you found a bunch of those, and you started opening them up in the hopes that you would find something useful. And you didn't really find anything useful until the final one, which outpopped a mummy. And the rest is history, so to speak. Sarcophagi. Sarcophagi. That's what it is. That's what it is. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, great way. Sepultures. The ensuing fight was a terrifying one. Race the roaster gallantly and perhaps foolishly charged in to melee with the mummy. <laughs> Stabbed it with his like little like rapier, which just like went through the mummy's torso, like all the way, and just like a little poof of dust exploded out the back of it. But it didn't really seem to slow the mummy down. And then it slammed him with its great undead fist. I think it knocked you out in like one hit or something. Yeah, when wrecked you wrecked my whole shit. Yeah, it <laughs> wiped you out, reduced his maximum hit points down to to zero, and uh, cursed him with mummy rot, one of the most dangerous and deadly curses that you can have. Sorry, your maximum hit points wasn't reduced to zero, but you are currently at zero and you can't heal. That's what the situation is. And as the days go on, this mummy rot will continue to reduce your maximum hit points until finally, when it does reach zero, you're turned to dust. And Koslo, you also were hit by this mummy, and now you have the same mummy rot. However, you are still at like 30 hit points or something, and you're you're able to actually 36. function. There yep. you go. 
Meanwhile, poor Race is unconscious and can't do anything until you guys get rid of this mummy rat. And that's pretty much where we left off. You kind of left out the part where I was paralyzed by the mummy. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't do anything. Uh, and Kozlo and Glubjeg just fucking took off. Run. They were gone. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, shit, and this, and they just left. <laughs> and that is why we're in our current predicament, everybody. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it was a lot of failed will saves on, uh, or wisdom saves oh. on Aaron's part. I'm sorry, did the Bobby just make this all about himself? <laughs> hey, I'm didn't a actually, it, was, it was all about you and where you went. Where where did you go during this ran, fight? I, I ran off because the danger was dangerous. And <laughs> I just I inherently knew that. And then I went running back to it like a dummy. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny watching um, watching Glubjeg and, and Koslo both just run into different rooms, leaving a paralyzed guy and a bard <laughs> in the room with the mummy. But, I mean, fear does weird things to all of us, so. One time, my wife, this is like 100 years ago now, but my wife and I were, were on vacation, and we were walking on this little path through some, through some trees, and uh, some tiny woodland creature made a sound, and I... I the way my wife tells it, I screamed like a girl, and then I ran away, uh, leaving her to deal with whatever this little creature was. So, I have a history of this in real life. Wow. Apparently. Well, maybe the lessons you learn in D&D will translate to real life, and the next time you will go smack that tiny little creature like a, and save like your a life. chipmunk. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it with it's your stick. Like a, it's more like the lessons of real life has been translating to his D&D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fellas, you're back in the shoes of your adventurers here. And Race is he's stabilized. He's not dying right now. But Dion, unfortunately, you're not really able to talk. I will allow you, <laughs> however, to be the voice of the the consciences of these three fine fellows, if you want. <laughs> the little, <laughs> little Dion conscience voice in their heads. Ah, oh, motherfucker. Oh. Uh, 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 guys, we gotta get the race. Uh, we gotta get the hell out of here. We gotta go find the... Let's go back to the lady on the slab. And uh, we'll put race on there and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. We should try that first, but I mean, we have to figure out some way. We don't have much time here. No, I mean, we gotta we gotta find the survivors and then also keep me and the race from dying. Right, well, I think we should prioritize keeping, you know, you and race from dying. Agreed. We, we don't even know the survivors. We don't care about them. We don't even know them. <laughs> Uh, 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 that's cold. And if we do save some people in the meantime, that's great. But, you know, you can only care about a small circle of people before it's impossible mentally to care about any more people. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to imagine what Race would say about that. Motherfucker, he crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear him in my head. It was weird. Oh. <laughs> Club Jen, can you can you carry race? Because I can't. 
Of course I can. All right. I'm going to propose that we walk all the way back to where the uh, woman was. I think that's just down the hall, really. It's not too far. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So Glubjag slings the tiny body of a race over his shoulder, and you all make your way over there. Mummy rot cure attempt number one. Begin. This is like we're trying out recipes or something. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it's like. (laughs) Recipe number one. Mummy rot recipe number one. I saw this recipe on a video on Facebook. It's perfect for curing mummy rot. Uh, Okay, so. It's a literal life hack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, wait. That video was for mommy rot. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't cure that. All right. So you guys have reached the tomb of the unknown hero. Again, I'll, I'll describe it real quick. This small, isolated tomb opens up at the end of a flight of broad stairs off the open central area of this level. The body of a young woman lies on the bier, a gleaming greatsword at her side. Was your plan to lay race sort of like next to her? Uh, yeah, I think we'd want to try that. Okay. I'll As put him down. Dababi, you were the last one to arrive. I noticed that you were uh, kind of lagging behind everybody a little bit. And as you approach the top of the stairs, and you, you can see ahead of you, your group is sort of, Glubjag is, is laying race down on the table. You get this feeling of resistance as you begin to climb the stairs. And a voice speaks to you in your head. Uh-oh. And it says, <clears throat> Do not bring me up these stairs. Why, what's the problem, S.H.I.E.L.D.? This place is not pleasant for me. Uh, elucidate. (laughs) I am telling you, I do not wish to be brought up these stairs into close proximity with that thing. Well, what's your relationship with her? It's not the her. It's the it. The sword. The sword? What, you and that sword don't get along? Did it strike (laughs) you at some point? No, but suffice it to say, the sword is the antithesis of what I am. You must, if you wish for me to continue onward with you and help you, you should destroy it. Destroy it? But I think it's keeping that lady alive or something. No, it's not. She's dead. Uh, hey guys, my shield uh, doesn't like that sword. Oh, yeah, I was, go- I was going to be looking at it anyway. Sure. Uh, it is It is not even a very well-made greatsword. It's pretty common. The type of greatsword you'd see in any cheap blacksmith around the area. Uh, I, wait a minute. Your shield is having a problem? Yeah, he says it's, uh, you know, he's got bad vibes from it. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's somewhat strange. Can uh, Coslo make a religion check to see if he can figure out what or yeah. why that would be? Go for it. I will okay. aid him. Oh, aid. I love aid. Oh, shit. Yeah, six isn't very good. So you, I mean, if it doesn't like it, then it's probably because it's an evil shield. But I think you guys yeah, already knew that. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Get that. You ought to throw that shield down the river. <laughs> Now wait a minute. Let me let me think about this a little bit. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to think about this. All right. Sure. 
There we go. I'm better at thinking than he is. <laughs> Speaking of you being better at thinking, I'm going to pick the sword up. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you pick it up. It it feels like normal great sword weight in your hands. Nothing special happens. All right. What do I learn from my ruminating? So yeah, you you reflect on you know your knowledge about this and from what you so. What do you guys remember about the Shield of the Hidden Lord that you have in your possession? Let me just ask you that. Let me see if I have notes. I remember that I didn't want to take it for a long time, and that was a mistake, but checking. Let's see uh, what it, what it, was a, it was a pit fiend <laughs> sent to corrupt the prime material plane. All right, so you guys have learned that the Shield of the Hidden Lord contains within it the essence or spirit of a very powerful devil called Gargoth, and who was a pit fiend at one point. And it has asked you to bring it into hell because it believes that it can be freed here in hell. But perhaps more importantly, you guys kind of agreed to do that because there apparently is a group of individuals who are looking for this shield to do really bad stuff with it back up on the material plane. In fact, the, oh, yeah. sh they, the shield They disguise was... themselves as farmers? Yeah, exactly. You guys were attacked by, a, like, a half-devil at one point, and it almost killed you. It almost took the shield. Yeah, that um, was a close one. So now that you guys are in hell, you know, the shield is one step closer to getting what it wants, which is, you know, freedom. And so you're, you're kind of thinking about this, and, uh, you know, you realize, Aaron, that, uh, that this greatsword must be connected pretty heavily with Torm in order for this devilish entity to not want to be near it, and especially to want it destroyed. Uh, guys, this uh, looks like that sword might be connected to Torm or something. I think that's why my shield is so pissy about it. Oh, well, I, you know, I am a monk of Torm. <laughs> it is a, a thing I am. And also, I I think maybe the shield is, uh, is bad for us. I, I think maybe you ought to get rid of it. Well, okay. I mean... No, I'm not going to get rid of it because it has. I can use it to like cast fireball and do a whole bunch of other stuff. I can cure your friend of his ailment. Oh, hey, you guys, check this out. My shield says it can cure uh, you guys of of uh, mom. <laughs> Did it sound like you said ma to anyone else? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you just get mummy rot? <laughs> Who said ma? It sounded like you, you said, said, this shield can cure, cure your guys of your mom. <laughs> All right, I guess I cut out at an amusing moment. Yeah. Um, uh, the shield says it can cure you guys of your ailment. I assume that it means ma. I, 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 don't, I don't want any part of the shield anymore. I mean, this, this sword, this lady, it's, uh, I'm feeling very Tormish about this. <laughs> Tormish? Well, you don't have to have any part of the shield. I'll hold on to it until, uh, you know, further uh, review. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Let's have it heal. I'm gonna, I kind of like this sword. I think I might keep it. <laughs> I don't think the shield will probably do this if we're going to take that sword with us. It's got to learn how to get along in this world. Well, see if you can talk to that sword. Maybe it can heal you, too, and then we can have a heal-off. All right. Hey, sword, what's up? <laughs> the sword 
stares back at you blankly. Maybe Kozlo can speak to it. I Look, this is a bad idea. If we're going to be asking Torm to help cure us and save our lives, and this shield is like, a, you know, an asshole about Torm, then maybe Torm will ignore us. Okay, well, you're not thinking this through. We can't just toss the shield in a ditch somewhere or all the devils will find it and it'll become a super powerful pit fiend again and probably wreak vengeance upon us. Uh, no, just you know, put the shield in the corner of this room, like right here. And then the shield will just hang out there and no bad people can come and get it because of the, the magic gear. You just lay the shield, put it underneath the corner here. No one will even know it's there. Don't. I thought we were trying to heal our friends here. Why are we suddenly talking about my shield? Because your shield is starting to... me, chicken. <laughs> yeah, Rafe really needs our help. Let's put him on the slab. We'll talk about the shield later. I can help your friend. <laughs> the yeah, slab won't do anything. Help us for what, though? What, what's the, is, are you trying to cut a deal with me, shield? Yes. I don't make deals with shields. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, then fine, no deal. I will do it for free. You just have yeah, to Yeah, you'll do it because I'm going to deliver me. you to, like, your pals or something. Hey, yes. what's your shield saying to you? Oh, um, he said he'll do it for free. <laughs> All you have to do is destroy that sword. Listen, I think the two of you should make up. Just be friends. I, I start bringing this, this sword towards, towards the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Get it away! Oh Why? What's it gonna do to you? It's just a dumb old sword. It's painful. Hey, I have an idea. How about I force him to heal you with this sword? Tell him to bring it away. All right. He says, "Take it away." I think he'll heal us then if we uh, if we are nice to him. He's gonna heal you guys. But no, 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 no. This is a bad idea. Uh, let's try Torm's way. Hey, come on, the last time you said something was a bad idea, it was a really bad idea, so why should we listen to you? <laughs> Glovejack, are you, uh, are you continuing to approach with the sword, or are you backing off like uh, Bobby says? I'll, I'll hold for a bit. Okay. Is Race on the slab while these two are yeah. yucking around with the things? Yeah, Race is just kind of like curled up in a corner of the slab. He's small, so... I. I want to like put a hand on the on the head of the woman's body and a hand on the head of of race, and I'm gonna close my eyes and say, "Torm, if you can hear me, uh, this is race. He is my friend, and uh, this I want your magic in his body. I want to make him better again. Please help me." Okay, <laughs> I'll make a religion check. I was thinking the same thing, Elder Harp. My wife. <laughs> so you pray real, real hard, and and unfortunately, nothing happens. Race is still just lying there, uh, oh. unconscious. I'll give you my life, Torm. Please help my friend Race. Torm never listens to you. I, I'd rather just have the shield help what us out. Fool. Your friend what is fool. wasting his breath. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Torm's power here is too weak. We are in <laughs> right? hell. Yeah, Torm never helps us down here. Your only option is to destroy the sword so that I can free your friend from this torture. Well, I don't think we need to destroy the sword. I think that's separate from what you're going to do for us. Maybe we should go talk to the Hollyfant. Is that number two on the uh, list? Of possible yes, it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this does seem a little bit fraught with all kinds of potential issues. Well, the shield is not even on my list. The shield is just poking <laughs> out its ass. Hey, is the is the slab solid or like does it look like there's something inside it? You can make a perception check. See if you notice anything. I will assist him in perceiving. Sure. I also have a passive perception of twenty one. Hey. Nice. Yeah, you guys look pretty carefully around the area, and it seems like it's just solid, nothing hidden, no secret compartments. Oh, what am I doing wrong? He's not doing anything wrong. Tom's connection and power here is too weak. All right, well, how are you going to cure them of mummy rot exactly? I need details. will remove the curse. Well, you can just do that? I can. I can do many things here. But there's no, like, not going to be any, like, lasting effects on them or anything if you do that? The curse will be removed. And we can get on our way and try to get you back to wherever you need to go. Exactly. So that's why it's in your best interests. I help those who help me. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's a deal that I can get down with. All right, guys, look, the shield The shield just wants to get going, so he's like, let's let's cure your friends and then get moving, because he wants to go some, to, you know, he wants to go other, other places. So this works to our advantage. No, no, no. I would rather die than to do something uh, against Torm like this. With this maniacal shield. This is oh. a bad shield. He says Torm is useless down here and just yeah, doesn't, see, I can't don't do like anything. Fuck the shield. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he's useless, then why is he, why is he so afraid of the sword? Well, what, what do you guys think Race would want in this situation? Because, uh, you know, the shield can bring him, you know, stop him from dying forever. I think Race would want to be brought back. So I'm going to... Uh, can you bring Race over here, but not that sword, please, Glubjeg? Yeah, all right. Kozlo, you might not want to look. I'm not going to look. I'm going to put my head down next to this beautiful lady. Tell the bugbear to destroy the sword. Tell him to break it over his knee, and your friend will be free of this curse. Well, I don't think breaking the sword's part of the deal here. We don't really need to do anything with the sword. Yes. That's, that's not part, part of, of the deal. deal. No, that's definitely not part of the Why would that be part of the deal? Because I, I wish it. It is a small price to pay for your friend's life. Well, there's probably like five or six different ways we can, you know, bring him back, so we don't really need your help. Good luck, then. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he's not listening to me. He wants that sword destroyed. Listen, listen. A good soldier never gets rid uh, of a resource, all right? So I tell you what, Mr. Shield, uh, I will keep it sheathed on my back and always be facing you. So... A large bugbear is between you and the sword, and it'll all be good. All right? So fucking heal. (laughs) No, the sword cannot be brought anywhere near me. Tell him to not do that, or else he will face pain. Well, why is he going to face pain? Trust me. All right, he says you're going to face pain if you bring that sword with. Ah, you know... I faced pain so many times in the past, it doesn't even bother me anymore. I mean, on the campaign of the Swarthy Mountains, uh, I fell into a cactus bed uh, and then uh, was attacked by a black dragon. 
Yeah, acid and spines, poison. Who cares? <laughs> All right, well, I feel like we should check in with Lulu anyway at this point, so why don't we uh, head back up and talk to the elephant before we make any final decisions? What do you guys think? Yeah, if you want me to stay ahead out of range, I'll do that. So you are going to take the sword? Hell yeah! Is that a good idea? Isn't that like a concentrated <laughs> thing? Or so Kozlo, should he be taking that sword? Uh, I, I, Torm is here, but I cannot talk to him. I cannot find his magic because he... I'm doing this wrong. Yes, take the sword. I, I just... I need to think about this more. Okay, are you going to come up to visit the elephant with us or not? Yes, yes, I, I'll come with you. Hey, Torm's a warrior. I'll, uh, I'll try to talk through this sword and see... See what he wants, huh? <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, oh, sword of Torm. Uh, let me channel Torm's divinity into me and see what the answer is. <laughs> All right. Make a religion check. If this works, I'm going to uh -oh. eat my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, luckily you don't have to eat anything, Koslo, because nothing happens when he does that. All right. So, well, no is yes. So uh, you guys are not taking the deal, and you are taking the sword with you? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. I am so dead. <laughs> so as uh, as as um, as Glovejack begins to sort of like walk towards... <laughs> as Glovejack begins to walk towards uh, you... Again, the shield says into your mind to Bobby, says, tell him to back away. I will not be held responsible for what happens if he comes closer. All right. I'll, uh, we got to we got to like social distance, Glubjeg. You can't get too close to me because uh, my shield really doesn't like that sword now. So we can't really be like friendly. Fine. How, how close can I get? Yeah. How close can you get before you freak out? <laughs> 25 feet. All right. Stay, you know, about that far back. You got it. All right. All right. So, Clubjed's saying 25 feet away from Dababi, you guys are going to continue onwards. Where do you go? Back up to Lulu the Hollyfant? Yes. Okay. So, you guys march on upstairs through the temple or the cathedral. I'm not going to change the map for now, but you find Lulu along with the people that she was sort of watching over. And she says, well, boys, how'd it go? Uh, not so great. <laughs> oh, dear. What oh, happened no to poor old Race? <laughs> he got this. He got the mummy rock. He, he wasn't sexual. He was trying to fight it. Uh, I don't understand. He, we found the mummy in sexual. the crypt. And, uh, you know, we fought it. And I got the mummy rock. And Race got the mummy rock. But his is worse. <gasps> Because he's he's almost dead. Oh heavens, that's not good. Um, well, yes. Do you know anything about stuff like this at all? Oh dear, all I am is a simple uh, bartender with with uh, incredible memory loss. So no, I, unfortunately, I can't do anything to help you. I could blast his little body to tiny bits with my amazing trumpet, but. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'm just going to put a check mark next to Holly. But... All right, method number two is a bust. Two a bust. I think we should just make a deal with my shield, guys. I don't really see what the problem is. Uh, making deals with things in hell? Remember, that's a problem. It's I, a problem. But we're in hell. We're going to have to make deals with people eventually. We're just going to, you know, we're, we're, it's just what they do down here. Yeah, but I'm not all about that. I'm all about Torm now, remember? I'm a monk of Torm, like I said. Yeah, well, Torm's not, not about you, though. I don't care. I love him. <laughs> love him? What are you doing standing 25 feet away like that? Come closer, dear. <laughs> well, see, uh, I found this really awesome sword, and that shield hates it for some reason. So part of the deal is I gotta stand far away from it. <laughs> Oh, that's so silly. Uh, is it safe? Shall I bring these these poor people inside the cathedral? Oh, yeah, the cathedral's safe. You should be fine in there. You can hold up. Uh, we're still cleaning out the underground area, so, you know, you're going to want to keep an eye on the entrance, probably. Oh, yeah, that uh, we found a man who ran out of the entrance. He's uh, he's huddled up with the rest of them back in that, uh, in that destroyed uh, hot dog cart over there. Some sort of, like, scraggly-looking fella, like... Uh, like a bunch of animal bones and feathers. Um, yeah, like a druid. Um, yeah, I, yeah, like that. Thanks, thanks for the insult, but um, <laughs> I want to go talk to that guy. He's on my list, too. Okay. Uh, All right. He's on the list. number three. Let's head over to the druid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have, like, a oh, checklist God. here. <laughs> Okay. How much time do we have before a race, uh, you know, kicks it? I think it's like two days or three days, but oh yeah, you know. plenty of time. <laughs> All right. I so you guys find this uh, this guy. He's a human. His name is Seltern O'Branch, and you see that he has a uh, holy symbol of Sylvanus, which is the neutral god of nature and pretty pretty common druid deity. And uh, he's he's having a sip of water. And using some magical cantrips to entertain the children. Yeah, you can see him trying to, like, bring a flower to sprout, like, in the cracks, in the, like, the dust in hell. Yeah. How's he doing with that? You can see that a very small little flower is just kind of struggling to bud. And you can see that he's concentrating really hard on it. He's starting to sweat. Like, he's incredibly nervous. And then as you guys... him off my list. There's no way he could... over here <laughs> damn dandelion I can't even with this guy so you don't even bro- you like walk up and see that you're just like nah you turn recipe around. number three it's complete this is a conversation we don't need to have a true goblin of culture says the whole time this is going on race is just screaming internally <laughs> Yeah, what's going on in Race's head right now, Dion? Currently, I remember in all the orcs I've slept with, because I'm sure about to die with these guys, can't decide what to do, so it's over. But remember this, <laughs> I got laid one more time. <laughs> oh, man. It was a good right. life. Short, so but from good. Race to Rust in 10 Easy Steps is excellent, by the way. Just sidebar. <laughs> 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 We're not going to give up. Right, what about that, uh, the organ, the big pipe organ? Let's take race up to that. All right. 
So you, you take Race up to the big old pipe organ. Recipe number four. Right, pipe organ. Let me pull up that real quick here. So you're standing in front of the pipe organ. This is up in the sort of upper level of the main cathedral. What do you do? Uh, who's here? Who here is good with uh, music aside from Race? <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the bard, uh, yeah, not so much. What would the what's the ability? Performance, maybe. Yep, it's performance. I mean, you know, I could do chop. You could do chop. Karate chop. I I press some of the keys. All right. So do you Oops. sit down? <laughs> do you sit down at the uh, pipe organ and begin to play? Yeah. All right. So the moment you sit down at the pipe organ, you can feel that the, the, the thing is enchanted with powerful magic. And uh, as you look at the keys, the, the white keys practically glow, whereas the ebony keys seem to absorb all light. And nervously, perhaps, you start to sort of plink away at the, uh, the organ keys. And uh, you start sort of getting into it, getting into flow. And you remember that time back when you were a, la a young lad where you stumbled across a piano at the market and sat down and played chopsticks and the guy who was selling it like taught you how to play chopsticks and so you start playing that song and you rolled a seven on your performance check you do about as good as like a eight-year-old would uh playing chopsticks <laughs> for the second time in their life and for the last note as soon as you hit it a screeching hellish tune erupts from the organ oh, instead God. of the sound that you intended to play <laughs> Uh, nothing terrible happens that you're aware of, but you guys all sort of like wince in pain as this hellish sound. It's like the sound of like a thousand people screaming all at once just comes out of this organ and fills the entire cathedral. And once it's over, you're just like, uh, that didn't sound good. Grace, Grace, are you okay? Are you up? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, sorry, guys, I, I pressed the wrong key, I guess. I Someone should put a note on that one. I think this piano needs to be tuned. Well, how about the giant fist now? Yeah, let's try the giant fist of Thor. Uh, Recipe number five. Guaranteed to fail. Oh, my God. The giant fist of Thor. Okay. Uh. I wonder what, what race, what is race thinking right now? We've tried so many things. My brother's gonna kill me with a piano, these dumb motherfuckers, oh my god. <laughs> Hang in there, race, we're gonna save you. <laughs> all right, so I'm actually gonna move us all to the cathedral level here. All right, so that's the big old fist. And uh, this fist, this was actually the entrance down into the catacombs. So you guys sort of look around the fist for any other potential secret stuff or any writings. Kozlo, what exactly uh, is your thought process here? Well, I want to see what I perceive because I've got a pretty good perception. Yeah. And then I think we put, uh, we put Race and me, we lay down on the altar here because there's an altar, right? <laughs> um, well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because as you're sort of looking around this giant fist, which is technically an altar, but in the in the palm of the hand is where the altar is, but that's also where the secret panel is 
that leads down into the catacombs. So while you're kind of looking around to see if there's any other thing that you missed, Glubjeg sort of wanders off so that he can remain 25 feet away from you while you do this. And Glubjeg, you notice that this curtain over here is slightly opened up. There were some enemies that had charged you guys from behind this curtain. And as you sort of peer out into the room, you notice that there is another altar in this room over here. That one looks kind of nasty. Yeah. So this this altar appears to have originally been an altar to Torm or perhaps Lathander or somebody. You're not entirely sure. But it has been very obviously desecrated. A lot of gore, blood, bones uh, scrawled on top of it. Various profane words and infernal written in blood all over it. So, yes, you notice that. I go touch it with the sword. Okay, you walk up to that altar. Do you tell anybody about it before you do that? Nah. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are searching, and, and I'll, I will tell you that you don't find anything on this central sort of like fist altar. And Coslo, you're getting very frustrated at this point. And, um, <laughs> you know, you probably notice that Glubjag walks away, and you sort of turn around and see him sort of like disappear behind the curtain. Glubjag, though, the- you're very quick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jason. What the hell? Where'd the bear go? Where'd the bugbear go? All right, so you touch the altar. With the sword. As soon as you get within 20 feet of it, you can feel your skin sort of becoming dry and sort of like cracking a little bit. And you feel inside your muscles, the bones that are sort of holding your whole body together begin to sort, sort of weaken. You start to feel a little bit older, I guess. As you start getting closer to this altar. It's an altar of osteoporosis. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. If you don't have inspiration, I'll give you inspiration for that. Because that was was clever. Excellent. Hey, Brandograms is here. He says, where am I? Meant to click on a Pornhub link. (laughs) (laughs) This is much better, my friend. We get to we get to struggle and watch Jason think of how he could possibly cure this mummy rot without resorting to making a deal with the devil. <laughs> okay, so Glovejig's over there. Can I go take a look and see what he's working on over here? Absolutely. You saw him disappear behind the curtain. All right, so I go over there. Yep. If I get within that same range, does I? I mean, I'm assuming I say Glovejig, what's up? And he's like, uh, don't go near that. So you, yeah, Glubjag, what do you say when he, when he asks what's up? I don't feel so good. Oh, okay. Well, this is, what is this? I want to go see. Well, looks like it was once an altar for this temple, but I mean, look at all the stuff on it. I got to, we got to clean that off of there. That's why I came over here. Okay. So how do I feel? (laughs) Where are you standing? You feel fine. I go here. You still feel fine. Here? All right. Once you get there, you start to feel really bad. Your skin is cracking. I got to get out. Your bones are brittle. Do I notice anything happening with the sword? No. Sword. You, so far, haven't noticed anything with that sword. It To you, it seems just like a crummy sword that you probably wouldn't even wield in battle even if you were good with great swords hey guys what are you doing we're trying to figure out this other altar over here it's it's bad news all right uh 
Hey, Globjack, can you move over to the right? Uh, the right? Yeah, get it. I, I can't come close. <laughs> gotta stay 25 feet away. Thank you. What's the deal with this thing? What it? What happened? What happened? Yeah, you see a bloody, profaned altar. Uh, walk towards it, and you'll find out. I asked the shield what the deal is. Hmm. Looks like someone has desecrated this altar of Torm. I do not feel Torm's presence here. All right, well, Torm has officially left the building, so recipe number five, all, all done. Anybody? Yeah, well, I, we, we haven't explored this whole thing, but we gotta, we can't heal race here. We, let's go back out here. I want to try to put him up on the palm of the thing. I wonder if there's a way to consecrate it again. <laughs> um, the futility of your friend's actions, they're just getting sad. At first they were funny, and now they're just sad, says Gargoth to you. I, uh, I mean, I agree with you, uh, Shield, but, you know, sometimes you just have to let these <laughs> kind of things play out, you know? People what desperately clinging to their religion or whatever. Nothing. Nothing. Well, go ahead. Do go, go, get, go get fisted or whatever. I put I put him up there. All right. Yeah. You you put him up on the uh, the altar and he rests gingerly atop it. And I say, Torm, I know you're not very strong here, buddy, but uh, I give my life to you. I, I vow to always serve you now. And make a religion check. I'll help. He's going to hold my buttocks in his bugbear hands while I <laughs> do this. It's a lot of help. All right, I'll have to back away then. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, your best supplications and your best offers of your life don't seem to either appease Torm or perhaps he's just deaf to your pleas. But your friend is Ugh. there still in pain. I think we should find a way to re-consecrate that altar over there. So I, I, got, I got this weird feeling that someone was pointing it out to me for a reason. Okay. How do we re-consecrate it? Consecration spell, I guess. I don't have that. I can't well, do it. You know, Coslo, you, you think that... I mean, you, you've been doing this pretty much to a lot of these holy sites. You've been basically kneeling and praying to Torm. So I would assume that there's a part of you that think that that might work for the altar or the desecrated altar as well. All right. I'm going to go do it. It probably won't work. My shield said it wouldn't. You're going to stop being such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> you and that shield down in the hole. Just saying. All right. Uh, Kozl's going to run right up to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, as you approach it, you begin to feel the terrible pain of your skin beginning to crack and your bones becoming brittle. Doesn't deal any damage to you, but you begin to feel like if something were to deal damage to you right now, it would be incredibly painful. But you put yourself into a position of vulnerability as you kneel sort of in the blood before the altar and you begin to pray. So you're going to need to Again, unfortunately, make a religion check. Okay, religion check. I don't have any inspirations or anything that I can use, so... Well, Brad has one. If he's willing to give it up, he can give you his inspiration. I sure will. And oh. also, maybe you, sh maybe you should hold this sword also. I take the sword. Okay. 
and uh, you begin to pray, and you try your very, very best. Go and roll it, and use inspiration to give yourself advantage. I'm also going to do something with the... Oh, shit. I want to cut my hand with the sword and put my hand on the altar. Okay. And uh, and then hope that my the blood of a, a devout the devotee of Torm will will reconsecrate this thing. Here we go. All right, religion. That's badass. Oh, <laughs> natural twenty. <laughs> All right, so Coslo, you you begin this prayer and uh, you bust out a minute long prayer. And you know you've said some prayers before. They've generally been kind of kind of short. And uh, you were trying your best to sort of like wing it. It's it kind of seemed like you're you're new to this religion, so you know you didn't have a lot of time to memorize a bunch of prayers. This time, however, you begin to speak, and Glubjig standing near you, kind of overhearing this. Uh, Glubjig, you can't help but be really impressed with the words that are coming out of Koslo's mouth because he's saying words and and kind of putting together these like verses in a in a way that you haven't heard him speak so far. It reminds me of I started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Coslo, you're just kind of like, it's just pouring out of you. It's like, it's like you're you're on a roll, you know? And by the time you're finished with it, you you notice your hand is like bleeding as you've been clutching this uh, greatsword so tightly. And the blood that has dripped down onto the altar, you look down and instead of creating like a pool of more blood, instead the altar has begun to sort of clear away like where your blood touches it just removes the blood in that area and when you finish the prayer this mighty wind of yellowish light begins to sort of swirl around the altar and uh, Glubjig you sort of like have to look away it's so bright but Kasala ah! you're still so focused in, in your prayer that uh, you, you barely even notice this as it's happening and all the blood and bones and sinew that are sort of piled on top of this altar begin to rise up into the air and disintegrate before your eyes and a few seconds later the altar is completely clear and you feel this radiating warmth coming out of it instead of this uh, nasty brittle bone dry skinned stuff and it appears that it's purified oh wow that was amazing we gotta bring our little buddy over here. Bring, bring him, bring him. All right, I'll bring Race back. Yeah, I can't really do it, but make sure. Okay, wait. Let me go stand right here. Okay, stay just go away from me, Bobby. Come through. Go around that pile on the right. <laughs> All right. Oh, here he is. So you bring Race up onto the altar, and and place him on it, and um. You're sort of, you know, trying, you know, begging Torm to to get rid of this curse that's on Race's body. And uh, you sort of try to do another prayer. So go ahead and roll another religion check. We'll see what happens. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So you do another, right, a, another pretty good uh, prayer here. And you're feeling really optimistic that this is definitely going to work. And when the prayer is over, unfortunately, it doesn't appear to have cleansed race of his mummy rot. But just so you know, cleansing this altar 
is a good thing that you did and it will matter. It just is not, unfortunately, the key to curing your friend. Okay, I'll Yet. cross that off the list. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so you guys just did all that stuff and it didn't even do anything? <laughs> it didn't cure race. All right, well, what's number six? Like, dance around in a circle or something? Like, what? what are we, why are we wasting time here? Number six is everybody's got to pee on race. But... <laughs> well, he's not evil, so I'm not going to do that. That would be against my morals. Why aren't you peeing on your shield then? Uh, well, because it's not dead. It ought to be. Well, it's, you know, it's, sometimes, sometimes, you know, stuff can be useful for, for uh, making greater things happen, the greater good. Sounds like you're making excuses for that asshole of a shield. No, no, this is, I'm just saying what all corrupt policemen always say. Okay. It's for, it's for the greater good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I, look, I don't have a lot of other stuff on my list. What do you guys got? Uh, make a deal what? with the evil shield? Yes, yes, I know that's your thing. What about those clerics? died right the dwarf we gotta go talk to those dwarves okay you run back to the actually they probably would have come into the chapel with you guys at this point the cathedral so yeah, they're, they're supposed they're, to hole up in there exactly they're all chilling there and uh the dwarves are sitting down and having a smoke uh look uh, uh pardon me uh, again terribly sorry about your friend Speaking of your friend, uh, did your friend have any uh, scrolls or magical uh, potions uh, that might help my friend and I cure of disease? We're cursed as well. We're cursed and we have a, we have a disease and a curse. Hmm. Well, let me think about that. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, not that I'm aware of, we made sure that uh, after she died, we, we uh, buried her under the rubble and uh, we went through her possessions and uh she we buried her with most of them and there were no scrolls uh and we certainly don't have any of that and even if we did we wouldn't know how to use it if you're looking for someone who might have a scroll or whatever i mean this is the place there there must be some sort of priest or somebody around here that could that can do that i mean this there's a lot a lot of really good clerics and priests in uh, this this uh, cathedral back when it was running I'm sure not all of them died, right? Let's, let's get back down into the catacombs. Uh, hurry, come on. Yeah, let's look for uh, some jail cells or something. All right, so do you guys head back down into the catacombs next? I, I stroke Race's head and I say, we're going to save you. Just bear with us. <laughs> wait, so wait, what are we doing right now? Hold on, Race, Race, Race is trying to Oh yeah. To I think it was a flat line. Oh, man. I'll take my sword back now, so you don't have to bear that burden. You Are you putting the sword back on the altar? No, I'm putting it back on my back. Oh, okay. You were technically the last one to have it, though, Jason, so that's why he's... He's asking for it back. 
You could just keep it if you wanted. Keep it away from Glovejag. No. No? No. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> okay. All right, so you guys make it back down to the catacombs. There's a lot of this place that you haven't explored yet. However, I will tell you that this place is depressingly empty. <laughs> so I think I'm actually going to move you guys kind of around a little bit and show you the interesting places in here so that we don't waste a whole ton of time. You guys walking around what is essentially an empty catacombs. So over here, I'm just going to move you guys all as a group so you don't have to do anything. You guys uh -huh. walk up north over here. So the room that you're in right now, a large oval table made of red oak, fine red oak, fills the center of this room and is surrounded by 40 comfortable chairs. This chamber apparently was used for meetings with individuals chosen to provide counsel to the high priests. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Nothing hidden. Yeah. So we're going to move on. <laughs> All right. So over here, this room. Da, da, da. This crypt holds the bones of those who served Torm and Elturel through their knowledge instead of magic or skill at arms. Teachers, engineers, sages, and other public servants. Plain stone shelves in the 11 alcoves each hold one set of remains. Do you guys search the remains or do you leave them be? Leave them be. All right, hmm. fine. I don't think it's a good idea, but it probably what, is. Not is there a way we can search them without like harming them like looking oh. at them instead of like picking them up and fucking with them yep you you start just like looking in the alcoves without fucking with anything but you guys do notice that one of these shelves behind the bones there are some glinting glimmering gems uh, leave them alone what if they're special gems that can help race yeah, they're not you just have to, you just have to eat them <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you think that he should eat some rubies and emeralds? <laughs> okay, did your shield tell you that? No, it was just uh, it was recipe number seven. I was just adding to your ridiculous list. <laughs> Wait, I think I. I think I heard Wraith's conscious, conscience just whisper something. I just, I just want to die as a blinking ball with the diamonds on my body. <laughs> Wraith's body wants the diamonds. I think we should probably get him. I'm not, I'm not having any part of that. You do what you're going to do. All right, we'll leave it be this time. We'll listen to you this time, even though it's most certainly a mistake. Were there, were there any other things like scrolls or anything? You see what, you know, if you look real closely in there, you see that not only are there gemstones, but there appears to be some sort of vial with a liquid in it. Can but we again, make a check to try to determine what this stuff is? Not from just looking at it, no. You need to be mm. able to, like, taste it to tell what it is. Hey, there's a vial in there, too. Uh, give it to me. I'll taste it. Here you go. All right, so Glubjag reaches his long, hairy arms in, brushes the bones aside, and grabs the vial. Where are you going to touch the bones? I told you not to touch the bones. <laughs> I tried not to. I have thick forearms. <laughs> and you, you pull out the, uh, the vial. It seems pretty obvious that it's a potion of some sort. Uh, taste it. All right, you taste it. And hey, I, I think... Just you... a rent. Sorry, what? No, no, never mind. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go for it. 
I need to... a random potion. Yeah. I, I was just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, why don't you just drink a strange potion? We all gonna die, motherfucker. That's it. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I believe you can just sip a potion and identify it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you take a take a sip, and you realize that this is a potion of greater healing. Heals 44 plus 4 hit points. Ooh. All right. Uh, we're going to hold on to this because race is going to need it. We... <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. We're not taking the gems. Why, why is it okay to take the potion but not the gems? It's a, it's a matter of need versus want. All right, fine. They <laughs> don't need the potion. Yeah, it's fine. I got this shield. I don't really need anything else. Yeah, you and that shield. Where else are we gonna go? <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you guys get the potion and you explore much of the rest of the catacombs, and you eventually stumble across a very large open chamber, and this chamber is just filled with people. Oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody, we're here. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade is coming to rescue you. Thank you for listening to Rated RPG Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Subscribe to Rated RPG wherever you get your podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. Many thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them, the address is patreon.com slash rated RPG. Follow us on Twitter at Rated RPG Podcast. And for Rated RPG live streams, check out twitch.tv slash gamesocietypimps. On behalf of everyone at the gaming table, thank you for listening to the Rated RPG podcast.